0: today is a great day for car wash
1: yeah sure car wash (laughs) this is the car wash on the sl podcast good day and welcome to the podcast this is episode number 61 of the car wash Uh, And we are celebrating Soccer Juma's 24th birthday, 24 years of passion we celebrate today uh, of the nation's leading soccer publication. In fact, the continent's leading soccer publication. On today's show, we're going to preview the Soweto Derby. We're going to chat about this TTM ownership change. We're going to discuss the situation regarding uh, Yosef Zinbauer who is apparently skating on thin ice at Pirates, despite ending their trophy drought. But of course, I am your host, Slu Paho, and whether you are listening to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Mahi Gang 96.7 FM's Game Time, welcome to the show. I'm, of course, not alone. I am joined by former Ajax Cape Town and Mamalodi Sundown's goalkeeper, Mr. Sean Roberts. How are you doing today?
0: Yes, Slu Dog,
1: fantastic. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great, and we are also joined by former Bafana Bafana, Sundowns, and Pirates midfielder Mr. Deco Mudiay. how are you doing, sir?
2: I'm good, and you? I'm
1: doing fantastic. You know, it's a uh, funny times that we're living in, and I think. Um, it's only right and fitting that for funny times we bring funny jokes. Yay. But um, I don't know if Sean's got any of those lined up for us today. Well, that's, that's not going to happen, is this? But this one, this
0: one's for Teco. He might get this one. Ah, Ah, ah. Why did the man name his dogs Rolex and Timex? because they were watchdogs. (laughs) Uh, 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 (laughs) My brain clicks as soon as you... that's lame so good bro so good watch those oh man
1: well uh if you're heading to the stores today uh (laughs) keep a watch out for that newspaper section because uh as we celebrate 24 years it's a great uh, paper today we previewed the suezo derby we're going to discuss uh that later on in the show they also discussed ronaldo becoming the all-time record goal scorer there's a great feature about how Pizzo is apparently still chasing Billy at, um, and uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's great. So as we celebrate uh, 24 years of Duma, as former players yourselves, I thought I'd just quickly um, put you guys on the spot and ask you if you guys remember the first time Laduma either interviewed you or your first interactions with Laduma. So, um, you know, I might be throwing you under the bus here. I didn't tell you I'd ask you this, but Sean, do you remember the first time uh, you interacted with Laduma as a as a publication? I, c-
0: I can't remember the first time, sleep but I do remember um, meeting the big man Clint Roper um, years and years and years ago. Uh, I'm not too sure how long Clint's been there, but it must be over eight to ten years because that's when I remember being. I don't know if I was interviewed or, or we just met up, but uh, it's nice to see him climb the ranks now. Now he's the big boss, but yeah, I mean, Loduma has been part of my journey for as long as I can remember. I, mean, I see they're 24, so it must be my whole career basically. Um, <laughs> but uh, I can't believe 24 years old. That's ridiculous, man. Time flies, eh?
1: It truly, truly does. I mean, I'm, I'm busy. I'm sitting here thinking I was, what, three, four years old when the first issue of La Duma <laughs> was printed. <laughs> and now they're still going. out. Uh, how Teko, much, how much were they?
0: Do, do, do you know how much they were when they first came out?
1: I, I don't, don't know. 150. 150 150 I don't know. nation <laughs> is crazy these days, right? <laughs> Five rand. Deke, uh, what was your first interaction with, uh, with, with La Duma, if you remember?
2: Ah, uh, so to be honest, I don't remember... Um, I think, but I think I was at SuperSport though. Uh, I think uh, 2006 or 2007, somewhere there. Uh, for me, I think it was exciting because we grew up reading the the the, uh, the paper and we knew the profiles of the players because of Duma itself. So one being there and being profiled, I think it was a big thing for me. You know it gave me that thing that, okay, somebody is actually recognizing. And that also mm. gives players a platform as well, to be seen and recognized and to be known as well. That's so a good point. Me, That's a
0: good point. Yeah, you're so right.
2: I, so I think, yeah, so I think uh, it was very exciting for me because I remember as well, when I was still in school, you know, we used to buy the publication and uh, <clears throat> we'd read about the players. And and uh, if if there's a, one of those big pictures, you know, of if favorite player will cut it out, and you have it in in your in your room or something like that. So for me to have that big picture in Sokoladum, I think it was one of the first pictures that I uh I cut out for myself. I don't know where that picture is because I thought that was the last time. Right,
0: you still got, it. You still got <laughs> it.
2: No, but I thought at the time I thought it was it was the last time because you 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 at the time uh, when I came in, there was a lot of players, so you you actually don't know whether you'll be. You'll be interviewed again know you have that opportunity again so the first one is always uh, the one to remember and that's what i did
1: yeah yeah you know from my side you know laduma there were certain uncles of mine this was the only thing i i remember them ever <laughs> reading um and 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 my cousins some of them had had the cut out pictures that doc was talking about uh, like on their wall and stuff um, one of my cousins like almost covered his whole wall with 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 those posters um and yeah it's just it's just been with me since you know i'll tell you how young i am my first time really reading laduma a lot is actually with the online side um because as i as i started watching soccer more religiously i I would read i would read all of these stories about local football online because i'm not really millennials don't really be buying newspapers like that i'll I'll be honest with you guys you're right (laughs) bro but but yeah we we celebrate 24 years happy birthday sokala duma uh the company which has hired me and the company that allowed me to have this fantastic show uh with uh two of my favorite players ever uh <laughs> also just a fun a uh, piece of information about this show uh, for for those of you who are listening. We don't actually talk about much about the formation of this show. But one, it was Sean who pitched this show uh, to to La Duma and then Laduma had had me <laughs> pitch the show to Deco Which you know, it's it's weird now. We we have this working understanding, but back then, dude, I was bricks. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Just like being like, hey, pitch an hour podcast to. Former Bafana star Teko Morise. I was like, uh, "Damn, guys!" I, I think it, I
0: think it was the <laughs> I, I think it was the coffee I, I took out for coffee. I think uh, I, I melted his heart in that coffee. So, um uh, yeah,
1: yeah, that's how he convinced him. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, Sean, <laughs> hey, Sean. Wish I had
1: one of those coffees right now. Nah, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, uh, we start off the show with pole position. Pole position position is where we ask uh, our readers and listeners a question on our Facebook. Uh, We also present it to the Supporters Club, who I'm in direct uh, communication with. Uh, This week, we thought we'd ask uh, about this TTM situation because we've spoken about it at great length on this show so much so that I almost feel like we're going to scoot past the story pretty quickly. But um, you know, they 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 recently changed owners. There's of course been issues with paying uh, players and 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 all of that. We know we know the, the the nuts and bolts of the situation. But we asked on on Facebook. Is the PSL partly at fault for this TTM situation? How it's played out, um, you know, with regards to the fact that they, of course, had to give them the thumbs up for the ownership change from Bidvest Vitz. Here's what you guys had to say. This is a pole position. I don't think
2: so. We have to blame PSL because of TTM situation. They bought this uh, team when they bought Bidvest. Uh, he knows that he's going to spend a lot of money because of traveling hotels and then you have to pay players ttm should have themselves to blame the situation at ttm we cannot blame the psl as uh, the seller and the buyer, they had their negotiations without the PSL. The PSL only got evolved to approve the sale. So I think uh, we cannot blame the PSL at all. And
1: there you guys have it. Uh, you know, interesting word from, from the supporters. I think for the most part, uh, split down the middle here. Uh, but I would argue the PSL is ma- at least partly at fault. I mean, now we have this ownership change. Pharmaceutical businessman Abram Sello has. Uh, acquired TTM he plans to relocate the club and the players from Tohoyandu to Polokwane it's not the largest move but still very inconvenient um, and it just kind of it's just another chapter in this TTM story that that's been unfolding since the start of the season uh, so you know initial reactions here um, are you are you, are, you, are, you, are you still worried about TTM as a club? Do you think that this was necessary? What are your reactions to this ownership change?
0: Yeah, SLU, um, yes, I'm still worried uh, for TTM as a club, without a doubt. But yes, this was necessary. Um, is, is this probably the, the, the shortest someone's ever owned a club? I mean, we must check it up as well. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. And and yes, the PSL for sure is partly to blame. Not fully, but Partly. Um, I don't know if there was enough due diligence done in terms of the financial well-being of the previous owners of TTM. And I hope there has been due diligence done on the new owner of the TTM. So, um, But I mean, you've got to put yourself in these players' shoes, man. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, people have relocated families, they've changed schools for the kids, and now all of a sudden, they're going to go to and, and and start all over again and not knowing if you're going to be surviving in the PSL this season. And this is where... You know, people look at the glamour of being a professional footballer or professional sportsman, and this is where uh, it can get quite nasty and you see the other side of being a professional sportsman where you've got to deal with this sort of stuff. Um, no, there's not many Tecomadises out there, you know, where it's uh, in terms of his football career where, okay, it hasn't always been playing sailing, but it's it's he's been at one club because he's, he's been a bloody good player um, and with good owners, thank and there's probably never been issues with his pay, and and you you go to TTM and you look at the the players like this, and you just wonder like, oh man, like how do you bounce back? So uh, I hope there's some big personalities in that squad where they're just going to pull their socks off, and uh, for their sake, hope they survive and and start fresh next season, you know. But uh, look, in essence, they had to change ownership. Um, I'm glad they have. I hope PSL has done their due diligence on the new owners. And, um, yeah, fingers crossed they do well.
1: Teko, what are your thoughts over here? It's an interesting situation because, it's, again, only time will tell,
2: right? Of course, Lou. Um, you know, for me, Luke, I, I'd say like, I, I worry for, for the players. Um, the reason being is, you know, ever, ever since TTM took over, ever since TTM bought the status, every week there's news about TTM and not positive news and and uh, and from that you could you could see the effect of those uh on the pitch you know TTM has been struggling on the pitch because also it's struggling off the pitch as well you know i think that also disturbs the players and uh, now this is happening as well so this is just a continuation of of what's been happening from from the beginning and then you wonder why the team is not getting good results you know and and at this stage you, you would even wonder if there's any good player that wants to go and play for TTM. So, for me, if they actually do survive relegation, they're still in the PSL and they come next season, even with the new owners, you know, for me, I would say, you know, I'll I'll take my hat off for TTM players. But the thing is, also, slow is my thing is with the PSL as well, I think. Uh, the former owner of TTM, I think he was been screened. Let's say that, uh, let's say uh, the PSL did the right things. They followed all the regulation that needs to follow for a person to buy the team, and also for a person to to sell the team as well. But my my question is now, because of this now it has happened, and I'm sure the PSL is also learning from uh, maybe the mistake that have done as well. In, in in this transition as well. So now they're looking at the players, because I I'm, I promise you, there's there's going to be cases as well that goes to the PSL for players to be paid off, because there's still the case of Obamai, so that is still pending as well. So what's going to happen with that case when well, TTM is actually sold the team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's so many issues that are surrounding TTM and the players as well. So I just hope that with the situation, with this bad situation that is going on right now at TTM, I think PSL will finally now realize that, you know, the assets are the players. And if somebody is if somebody getting into this business for, for fame or for wrong for wrong reasons, they shouldn't allow them to, to come into this business at all. Because of yeah. now they they, they 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 there's families now that are that have been broken up now. There's there's uncertainties in so many families and so many footballers as well. And 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 as well as as we always PSL always drive this image of how the PSL needs to be locked down. The PSL needs to be run. We're one of the best leagues in the continent. And and we and and, and for, with that statement on its own, we can't be doing such mistakes of not screening enough people to advise the team, you know, not being able to protect the players, which are the assets as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it becomes a problem. And 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 if this is allowed, we will see so many teams doing that, because because for me, I don't want to be controversial and come out and say yeah, but this guy knew exactly what he was going to do. Maybe he didn't. Maybe things you know things went great after he bought the team. I don't know. But my problem is the PSL should be, you know, on the lookout of such things uh, going forward because we we want to see we want to see players uh, having jobs. We want to see players performing on the pitch. That's their job, and we want team owners as well to be open enough and buy teams because they can afford and. You know, they, they I'm sure it's the, There's there's a method that they check whether the team owner can be able to pay the player the players for the for the whole year if there's something happens, and I think also with the TTM situation, I think maybe his accounts were good, maybe his accounts were right. Now that there's a new team owner, I just hope that he's a football person. You know, sometimes he's a doctor, bro. <laughs> See now, yeah, but but you can you can still be a doctor and be a football person. I hope so. You can still be a businessman and still be a football person. Sure, you know. I think I think I, th- I think Petrus must changed that narrative that, that you know you can still be a businessman and know football. Yes, and do proper football decisions and 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 I think we should we should learn from that as, as yeah. As, 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 or or Tecco,
0: you're right. Or or. If you're not a football person, have football people around you. Exactly. Do you know what I'm saying, bro?
1: I'll say this. From a money perspective, uh, this Abraham Sello guy, if he's in pharmaceuticals, it's a pretty good space to be in, given <laughs> everything that's going on. Sure. Uh, so hopefully he's got some stocks and a vaccine. Uh, that way his money is sorted for years and years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But uh, you know, he's he's coming, he hasn't really done an interview. PSL still has to actually approve this transaction, but they're expected to by the end of the week, giving him full control. Um and, you know, of course TTM are struggling at the moment, but I think there's still still plenty of time for a turnaround, just look at Chiefs. So yeah, yeah. you know, it, it should be interesting. I just hope that from my side, I hope that they really work on the club's image as well. Just because I think since the whole Bidvest situation everybody is rooting against ttm every time i every time i see them play a big side everybody is 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 hoping they lose and so I, i just hope that they do some real work in terms of you know just brand management because even if they start doing great again I don't think a lot of people will be happy about it to be honest Um, you know I think they should take a a page out of Swallows book Swallows have come back into the league and their interactions and and, and stuff with PSL fans have made people want to support them and I think TTM needs a bit of the same apart from being just being able to pay players and uh, play well on the pitch I think they gotta they gotta you know do some world work in terms of uh, that Uh, brand again I
0: I agree Teko can I ask you a question Uh, just just on Swallows there if there were fans allowed in the stadiums would would they would they sell out stadiums? Do they have a big enough fan base?
2: I, I don't think they, they do have a big enough fan base. Uh but the way that they're going, they're actually growing fans, yeah. You know, because you should remember also those bitved bit, bit fans that are just looming around. Sure. So so Silos so actually started gaining more fans and, and not just because the interaction on the social media as well, it's because how they play and they've surprised so many people as well. And, 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 and I think this, this season with how they're performing, I think if there were fans on the pitch, uh, I think they would have benefited more uh, uh, of, on trialers than, than, than most of the teams that are in the PSO. Because look at the, look at the whole teams, especially the ones that are your top four, your regular top fours, they're not, they're not very consistent at the moment, and Swallows being the newcomer, being being the forceful ones, they are the top four. I think the fans, I think Swallows would have benefited more in terms of
1: that. Yeah. Mm. Mm but as we move on uh, uh, this next feature is going to be uh, uh, pre-recorded uh, Kurt B- uh, Buckerfield is on leave at the moment, I hope he's enjoying his time off, uh, and so in his place I'm going to be speaking to Liam Becker also another international news correspondent for Sokola Duma uh, we're going to be chatting about Chelsea hiring Lampard, sorry, sacking Lampard hiring Tuchel, and also the uh, another another interesting story, uh, so Take a listen to that and then there's something else I want to chat to the gents about. All right, for international news, we are joined by Sokola Duma International News Correspondent, Mr. Liam Becker. Liam, how are you doing today? How's it going? I'm doing well. I'm doing good. Cannot complain. Uh but uh some people who have been complaining recently are Chelsea fans uh and uh in light of recent results and uh, obviously that huge transfer expenditure they had last season they've now sacked their their coach Frank Lampard and hired Thomas Tuchel tell us more about uh this first of all um your opinion on the matter in terms of do you think that that it was a call that needed to be made and then also uh, your understanding of what Thomas Tuchel brings to this Chelsea side. What, so so what was your initial reaction to the news?
0: Yeah,
3: I think um, I think Frank Lampard can feel a little bit hard done by getting the sack. I think, you know, at a time when the club was was under transfer ban and he did really well with them, got them Champions League quality, they helped bring through a whole lot of like young players. Um, and then uh, this season, it really hasn't been given the time that To to try and uh, turn the results around. Mm
1: -hmm. Do you think? Do you think that it was maybe uh, the just the pressure of you know? I think it was upwards of two hundred million pounds that they spent. Do you think it was that pressure that 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 caused Chelsea to 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 sack him so soon?
3: Uh, I definitely think it played a part. Um, You know, Chelsea are uh, chairman the president Roman Abramovich are both notorious for for showing little patience. You know, it's a results first game for them Um, and to the club with the big signings, Timo Werner, uh, Hakim Ziyech, Kai Havertz, the list goes on. They spent a lot of money. uh, I think uh, that Abramovich wasn't seeing the reward for for that investment. That's why he decided to... To change his course of action and bring Duchel in. All right.
1: And now let's look at the other side of the situation. Uh, I, I remember hearing that when Chelsea were looking for a replacement, when there was rumours Lampard were, was on the way out, that they were looking for a German speaker. There was very specific um, criteria for this new coach. Uh, so w- w- what made them pick Thomas Tuchel? We know him from Dortmund and PSG, but what makes him the right fit in their eyes for Chelsea?
3: I think he, he comes in with a lot of experience. I think as you touched on, uh, the fact that he's German holtz and I think that has uh, the 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 acquisitions of Havertz and Werner before uh, two of the most promising players in Europe, uh, both German internationals. They were brought in, and I think the German coach is now not not specifically for that, but with an eye on getting the most. Well, um, yeah, and I, I think the the tactical side of the thing that he brings. I don't think Lampard did a bad job technically, but Tuchel is just on a whole nother level, and he's going to raise all the players at the club just to, to another level with his uh, tactical insight and, and, and the analytics you know he's of that uh, that new breed of german managers your jurgen Klopps, your julian Nagelsmann, that just have such a high emphasis on the side of the game
1: and, and and now there's the there's this greater question of how long will tuchel now be given to, to to change this side um he comes in halfway through the season what do you think are his realistic expectations for the rest of this campaign
3: that's the real question, isn't it? Um, I mean, he's, he's coming in and the pressure's immediately on him as well to try and uh, uh, you know improve on results. I think Chelsea can win the league this season. I don't think that should be a reasonable expectation. And I don't think the board has has put that on him yet. Uh, but certainly to improve on results and at a bare minimum uh, secure Champions League qualification, which was done last season, maybe to, to push closer to the top. But I don't think uh, realistically that Chelsea... Are uh, in consideration for the title this season.
1: Do you think that um, fans of Chelsea should be worried if this doesn't spark, you know, uh, life into a guy like Werner or Havertz? Do you think that they'll start to worry if, um, if there's continued lack of form there? Because again, Chelsea is a team; they can't focus all of their attention on just those two players. There's a lot of other players who can do the the job for them. But do you think that um, the micro? Uh, that habits and and Verne maybe would be under more pressure now than before.
3: It's possible. Um, it's very possible. I think uh, if you look at somebody like Verne in particular, there's already been uh, comparisons to Fernando Torres and Andrei Shevchenko, who were uh, two big money signings that Chelsea made in the past. It really didn't work out for them as as much as was hoped. So I think there's there's already that pressure another Torres or another Shevchenko for the club, um, and as you say, more so because they've now brought in a manager who the club believes will um, will get the best out of them. So if that doesn't work, then yeah, I definitely think there's, there's cause for concern, but uh, both quality players, and I, I don't see them struggling for much longer. I think it's just a case of acclimatizing to the Premier League, and from there, uh, it should be plain sailing.
1: Uh, it's a situation that we'll for sure uh, keep our eyes on, because I mean, Chelsea is of course uh, one of the classic big four, you know, current big six. Uh, and and as much as rival fans love to see them suffer a little bit, we, we don't like to see them struggle for too long. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on that one. Elsewhere, uh, you know, a huge a huge story, um, which thank you for reminding me about this. I almost wasn't going to cover it. Um, <laughs> Barcelona on the verge of bankruptcy. It's funny, I read two headlines back to back this week on twitter and the first headline said barcelona uh, earned 700 million pounds uh, revenue highest in the world and then the next headline says barcelona on the verge of bankruptcy now of course those two things can be true at the same time but it's just a <laughs> remarkable thing uh, what's the latest surrounding this situation
3: yeah it's an incredible story um, you know that the reports are saying that they carrying gets 1.2 billion euros which in a South African context is upwards of 20 billion rand which is a ridiculous sum of money um and just for a club of that size but, you know even if it's just a report but to be facing bankruptcy is uh, it's something you would never have expected to have happened yeah
1: yeah and so you know apparently they haven't been paying uh Messi and teammates full wages they owe Liverpool for Coutinho um is this something that was uh, a problem before coronavirus uh, or has this been an issue that developed over time?
3: Um, it's it's something that's been coming a long time. I think the coronavirus has obviously made it a lot worse, and it's brought it to light a lot sooner than it maybe would have. But um, there was a lot of mismanagement or, or on the previous board, and you'll remember that Sir Maria bartomeo and, and the whole board stepped down. Really. Um, and I mean, some of the they, they racked up massive loans. Some of the transfers they did. They're still paying, as you say, Liverpool for continuing. Over 100 million in players, some of whom aren't even at the club anymore, uh, just to the poor business that was done. And I think it's finally catching up with them.
1: And, uh, you know, I have to ask this question because it was the first thing that came to my mind. Do you think that maybe they've made a mistake not selling Messi in the last window um, and perhaps making up a lot of that money back?
3: It's a difficult one. Um, Messi is obviously the, the highest paid player in the world, and it's a big cost to the club to, to keep him there. But at the same time, he brings in a lot of revenue to the club and of course a lot of the the clubs on, which is the big draw. Uh, Whether they can keep him into the future on his wages given their financial situation is another story but um, Messi would be a bigger loss than um, selling him to try and rectify the, the, the accounts in the short term.
1: Being an adult means that I've been introduced to concepts that I didn't even know existed and one of those is being too big to fail you know, an institution being too large, employing too many people to collapse, Um, you know, the same can can happen in government, it can happen in big business, and I feel like Barcelona probably fits into that category, do you, would you, would you agree that Barcelona it can't, it can't, it won't like break down completely, this is just a huge hiccup that they have to get past, or do you think that it's very much possible that we see a giant collapse?
3: Um, I, I fully agree. They you know, the first impression is that they really are too big to fail. I mean, Barcelona is one of the, the true superpowers in football. Um the the, the financial problem is that it's, it really is possible. Um, that unless this is being sensationalised, unless he's then um if they aren't able to, to to settle their debts then the club could go insolvent. the club could be declared bankrupt and and you know, then there's big problems. But I, I don't know if that's possible. I, I can't get my head around the idea that that could act. It would be catastrophic for, for, for Spanish football, for, for La Liga, um, and I, I don't see it happening. One way or another, I think this would be uh, rectified. Uh, shortly
1: well it should be an interesting one of course uh these things it it can't be too long until we find out uh how they fix the situation how they fix the problem but those people that they owe are still going to want their money next year so they can't delay it for too too much longer i I, I, I suppose but thank you very much liam for joining us on the show this week uh and uh hope you have a great week further as, as the weekend rolls around but thank you very much for joining us on the show in place of it's been a pleasure well that was international news uh real quick before we move on to uh these PSL reactions uh, there's a story that uh Clint actually sent us uh which is an interesting quote from Zlatan uh I I don't know when this quote is from but he's talking about meeting uh Steve Pina for the first time at Ajax Amsterdam at their training ground uh I won't I won't I won't uh get into the entire quote it's a long story but basically uh so Zlatan was going to be on the same side as Pinar and he, he speaks to the coach he's like I think uh you, you got the mats wrong today coach with 10 uh you, you picked the ball boy over there to play with us um and the, the guy had to tell him like no it's latin you know this dude he's he's from south africa um he's our number 10 uh and then ibrahimovic ends up saying that uh, uh, uh Pino was the best player on the pitch um and he, he spoke specifically about a, a generation of the shortest players he has ever met <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and how they and how they still do well uh and retire well despite their short heights which is an interesting thing i'd love to get you guys' perspective on that because football is one of those things where it's like you don't have to be the biggest and strongest and of course latin is one of the biggest and strongest um what what do you make of of, of that quote you know it, it's funny for us knowing pinar um and, and how well he's played, the idea that Zlatan would look at him and go, get the ball boy off this pitch. <laughs> yeah, man.
0: I mean, look, I mean, it's... it's Pinard uh, you know, is one of the best players, if not the best player I've ever played behind in a team, to be honest. Um, but I would... You know what, what Zlatan's saying is not wrong, because he's not right, he's not wrong, but I think it's very position dependent. Like, you're not going to have a six-foot-four... Mm. Um, a mobile midfielder like Pino was. Do you know what I mean? You, you, you're not going to get a five foot one central defender. So it's it's. I think it's all very position dependent. But yes, I mean you look at Lionel Messi. You look at Dennis Wise back in the day, who was tiny. Um, these guys were tiny. Have made uh, millions and millions. become one of the best players in the world. Uh, Gianluca Vialli, a good example as well. So it's um, yeah. I mean obviously you don't have to be massive to play. Uh, to play the game at a professional level, but it's also how big your personality is, and it just so happens that Zlatan has both. He has size and probably the biggest personality in the game. That's why we love him, and all that's why we love to hate him. I don't know.
2: <laughs> that's why I love him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, as a you've probably come up against some fairly lanky midfielders in your time. Um, what, what what do you think of? Do you think do you think it is something that that Zlatan? You know, should be surprised by this, this idea of all these tiny men uh, dominating the field for, for, uh, for his career.
2: Look, I think um, uh, Sean put it very well. I think it's, it's position uh, dominated because, um, look, when, you, when you're a tiny midfielder, you, uh, the expectations are you need to be very mobile, you need to be very creative, you need to be quick because of you small and all that type of stuff. And now he has been out coming into IX. IX were at the time or even till today. You know, the emphasis is play beautiful football. And and, and look at Slaton's height. Um he's the guy that, you know, he's I think is the only striker that I know of that is very tall, very big, but still very skillful. And and and, and of course you question that. It's it, I don't think it was a disrespect from Slaton. I think also with us in the country me probably maybe at some point i've questioned maybe the player without even seeing him kicking the ball and it's not because of disrespect because i if, if if i see a player come into my team and is very short and then they say he's a winger in my mind immediately he has to be quick mm. he has to be quick you know and if he's a center a center midfielder that is tall he needs to be very aggressive you know there's it's it's i think it's also position uh dependent but also uh we we, we know how steve played and uh, what he brought into any team that he played for is creativity. I think one of, uh, I think it's one of the most creative players. And, and in South Africa as well, we, we, we have that in abundance, you know, small players that are very, very creative. I think we're given that, but also to survive, to survive overseas is something else. And we have, we do have now players. I don't think also, uh, you know, shifting a little bit. I think also with Pessi, I don't think Pessy will play as a striker all his life in Europe. I think he will be he'll be turned into a, a different position because of his height, because of how quick he is. And then maybe he might be he might find a coach that will bring the best out of him or maybe change him a little bit and and so that he can sustain his career overseas. Cause as a striker, if you, with that height, you need to be your Sergio Aguirre. Yeah. You
1: need
2: to you need to be you need to be scoring goals every week. You need to be scoring goal, different goals every time. And and it's very rare to find a striker that's short that that is very powerful. And with Percy as well, with his quickness, yes, he might start playing maybe as a ten or maybe as an attacking midfielder. And of course, we have a problem with that. You know, we have an opinion about that. But I understand from a technical point of view, or um, in the APL footballers play differently depending on which team you play for. You know, sometimes you bypass the midfield because you've got two strikers that they need to be fed the ball and then you bounce off your play from the second ball. Then you, you have your men city, man city that, that, that builds the ball, that, that the team moves with the ball irrespective of your height. You know, nobody kicks the ball forward and hope for the best. So I think it's 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 all depending on what kind of position you play. Yeah, yeah you mentioned
1: Percy. I'd love to see him deployed as a as a false nine, but it's be, it's because I'm a big fan of that system when Barca introduced it um, with Messi dropping uh, as a false nine and how it changed their attack. Uh, you know, I'm not calling Percy a Messi, but similar build and stature. So <laughs> it would be cool to see Percy deployed.
2: Dave, chief, slow, slow, please don't don't jinx everybody that has been said the next messi they never make it please please no next messi's over here i ain't gonna
1: i ain't gonna front Uh, but i mean uh, let's let's
0: also look local local you look at someone like benedict vilakazi how small was he Teko? Yeah, yeah yeah he was very small yeah there's a great example you know
1: he was very small and quality that's another one uh And, you know, speaking of uh, Benedict Villagazzi, his old team is who we start with when we uh, look at these PSL reactions. They drew, uh, Pirates drew 1-1 with TS Galaxy. Uh, Pirates not in the best run of form at the moment. Uh, And we're going to get into uh, the discussion about Zinbauer a little bit later on. But uh, in terms of the play, you know, since the MTN8, it, it really hasn't looked like Pirates have found a, a you know you know their footing uh, properly um i don't know if you guys are, are seeing anything on the pitch that that that, that i'm not seeing but uh, what's your reaction to, to 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 this result ts galaxy also n- not in the best form i think a lot of people would have expected pirates to win
0: yeah i mean look this is a great result for
1: ts galaxy
0: take nothing away from that um i, I don't have much of a problem uh with the midfield of pirates i think they're they're doing well. They're, they're getting the ball forward quick enough to the front three, front four, but there's nothing up front. The, the, the lack of goals is so concerning. Um, and But you look at um, the defense as well. I'm, I'm not convinced of the defense. I think Shashuaio hasn't stepped up to the plate just yet, mm. and there's no disrespect to him. He's a quality player. Um, I think we need a bit more from him. Um, Interesting to see that he wasn't the captain against Galaxy, was he? Uh, so that was, that was that was an interesting one. But yeah, you've got a lot of injuries as well up front for for Pirates. But I think midfield, still quality, but just a lack of goal scoring in general. Hey? And that, that has to improve. And, and, and yeah, there, yes, there are injuries, yes, granted. But um, you're a big team. You should have more depth. And you should be getting more points.
1: Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the goal scoring. 15 goals scored in 14 matches. Uh, It's the worst in the top five, by the way. Um, So, you know, Teko, what do you make of, 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 of Paris? Do you think that maybe everybody got very excited by the end of the trophy drought? And maybe that excitement might start to fade if they look at recent performances in the league?
2: Uh, so, so to be honest I was also one of the guys that were excited for London Paris to win the trophy because of yes. how they assembled the team I think it was it was expected I think they've assembled the team with, with with those type of things in their mind to start winning trophies and I think for me it was like okay finally now you know um, this maybe might be a wake-up call to actually make them realize what type of team they have that was me after they, they won that, that trophy as well so looking at the performance after that I think when Pirates was on form last season, it was because Mango was on form. They had, they had a link-up. They had somebody that was banging in goals. Uh, and uh, when he was on the pitch, you know, the team have maybe had uh, like 80% uh, chance of winning the game. You know, the belief was high up there. And, uh, and looking at this season as well, you know, they, they, they haven't found that person. Yes, Lepasa was playing very well, but he wasn't your typical goal scorer. You know, he was troubling the defenders and all that type of stuff. And also looking at also the, the new players that are came, it came into the team, they haven't gelled properly. Yeah. I don't think there's a new guy uh, that was signed this season for Orlando Pirates that is playing well. I think they're still trying to adjust to, 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 to playing for Orlando Pirates. And here's the thing with, Orlando, with, with playing for Orlando Pirates. You can't, lucky for most of them, there's no fans. You you can't get away with um, average performance at Orlando Pirates, and 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 you're looking at the team right now. They're not on form. They're not doing very well. They're not very consistent. They should fight. They should look at themselves and and realize how lucky like they are because there's no fans. There's nobody that is being booed. You know, there's there's, there's the pressure. Yes, is there, but it's not as big as it, as it should be because of the fans are not there. But yet again. Looking at the whole Pirates setup as well, uh, I've I haven't been convinced with their defensive even from last season. Mm-hmm. Yes, with Tyson being being there, I thought, okay, cool. Now they they do have some kind of a leader that will actually be able to measure that. But also, there's 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 the lack of consistency, and I think also you're still trying to adjust to playing for the big team, the Colonna Pirates. You know, um, and and you're looking at the midfield. I think there's a lot of confusion there. I don't wanna. I don't wanna. Look, I don't want to piss people off, but I'm an analyst. So I'll, I'll say the way I said. it. I think there's a lot of confusion there in, in, in the metaphor for a lot of parts. You, they always try to play Ben Mutsuari and uh, Monare and uh, Makaringe. Mm. And uh, with that, probably maybe this is the, the best midfield that they have. And uh, with that also... Um, um, I don't see I don't see um, that combination working because because for me is I look at them and I see one player that can be doing all three all all all, all, all three things that they're doing because you've got your Ben Motari you've got Monare that initially for them their job is to protect the defense and you've got Makaringe who's very talented uh, he he if you look at his numbers his numbers are shocking dude. struggling like he, yeah yeah, like he's playing so many games, no assists, no goals. Mm. You know, with the, with the numbers that he, with the games that he plays, you know, he should be, he should be there because he's very creative. He's very talented. And I think those are the kind of conversations that should be having before you even get to strikers. You know, you're looking at the quality of the midfield that you have. You've got your laws, you've got your bullet. You're expecting goals from there. If you want to win the league, you don't win the league because of you've got a top goal scorer that's got 15 goals. You win the league because the goals are being contributed all over the pitch. You look at you, you you look at how they're conceding goals they' conceding goals the same way if the ball goes to the side, if a striker at uh, that plays against Milano Pirates move to the side and combine there's a problem inside the box all the time there's always a problem inside the box and I think you know coming to weekend's game it's gonna be a problem, but also it's 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 it's, it's i think there's there's a lot of Paris players this is they need to understand that there's not a rebuilding phase. there's a team that is assembled to win the league. Nothing else, and I think once they realize that, you know, they they they, th- they should make the uh, the coach's job easier because also, bear in mind that they s- they struggle with the strikers. Yes, they've got injuries or form. Yes, but you do have players that need to step up and take responsibility. And uh, for me, I think sa- Parrots have quality players that can do so. Hotto Adverti was scoring goals; he's not at Orlando Pirates. But Jugomanji Manji was scoring goals; he was not at Orlando Pirates. You've got. Uh, that is trying to f- still find his form back. You've got Boule that that tries every game that he plays. Uh, you've got Makaringe that tries every game that he plays. You've got Ben Mutsuari, who's uh, You can't mention Olano Paris lineup without mentioning him. Yes, he's he's doing a great job, but also I think also I think Zimbabwe should look at the team and and reform his 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 um, his, philosophy or his playing style because I don't think I don't think many guys are are, are performing well under the system that they play
1: but they definitely have the, the personnel required to do it. And you mentioned the derby this weekend. Chiefs, uh, they had a draw against Barroca. I think uh, most most people in the league wouldn't be uh, too mad at a draw against Barroca. Uh, they're, they're kind of a tricky side. They've been a tricky side, but this season in particular, um, it's not it's not easy to get a result against them. Uh, and for Chiefs, it still means five games unbeaten. The last time they lost was against Maritzburg. Um, and, and it means that they remain in the top eight they're currently in seventh uh what did you make of the of the draw and the results deco you spoke uh off of um off air about this but uh starting with you sean uh what what do you think of of of, of chief's current run of four
0: Yeah, you know, I th- you mentioned that any team would be happy to get a draw against Baraka I mean I must uh, disagree into, you know if, you, mm. if you're if the Chiefs you cannot be drawing against Baraka especially at home I think it was um, yeah it's uh, we spoke about it at length before the game ah, sorry before the podcast and um, I'll let Teiko go on about it a bit more what he noticed um, he obviously notices a lot more than us because I think Teiko was actually at the game um, but yeah it's just it, it's very uh, we, we spoke about how the momentum was with Chiefs and how I thought um surely it was going to be another chiefs got a uh, uh, win and again you know you, you've got players you know, okay cardoso at six is he a six he's doing okay he's doing well but it's just it's, it's not the chiefs we want to see there's something missing massively Nukovic brings something else for sure um he's such a welcome back to the squad but it's just it's not okay it's uh, Chiefs against Barocca should be three points for Chiefs all the way. So, uh, yeah, five games unbeaten, cool, it's okay. But I must disagree, uh, Slew, that you cannot be drawing against teams like Barocca.
1: Okay, wait, let me let me ask you this uh, rather than uh, say before this run of form that they're on now, the the five games unbeaten. Say when they were really struggling for form, would would, would Chiefs have not taken a, a one-all draw against Barocca considering some of those results? They were. Listen to what you're saying.
0: To- Listen. You, Kaiser Chiefs. This is not uh, Amazulu. This is Kaiser Chiefs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Every game is a home game for Kaiser Chiefs. So, yes, they were going through probably a slump, and a lot of teams do. It's, it's, we can talk about Man United. Would they be happy with a one-all draw against uh, Sheffield United? No. It's, you've got to win those games. I don't know. I'm just saying. So, I, I use the I I uh, Sheffield United example. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's the same context. Uh, every game. You, if you put on, like or knows for Pirates, you put on that jersey for a big team like that, it's three points. Otherwise, you're hmm. there's,
1: there's
0: There's no coming back from that.
1: Takeo, you were mentioning, uh, you know, you, you saw that Gavin just didn't have some of the right pieces in that side. What, what, what did you
2: see on that pitch? Look, uh, I had an opportunity and the luck to do most of the Chiefs games. And uh, I, I, I started to understand uh, Gavin's frustrations as well. But I looked at the team, um, they 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 do have the right formation, they do have the structured plan, but sometimes ex- execution is not there. I think with just Nokovic on the pitch trying to 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 to, to, to solve the goal scoring problem for Keser Chiefs, him alone I think is not enough, especially for a big team like Kza Chiefs. Yes, you look at the whole team, you always you can't speak about Kza Chiefs and not speak about the young boy in mobile. He's doing very, very well. It looks like the boy is carrying the team. It's not enough. People are saying he's too young to carry the team. Hey guys, if he's talented, leave him. Let him carry the team. Let him play the way that he plays. You know, I think he's bringing something fresh into the team. He's very creative, but he's too young. You can see even the mistakes that he does. That is young. This is his first season, by the way. And 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 and, and with with, with against Barocca, for me it was surprising because I I, I saw how they played against Telis. I was there. You know, I when I I, I did my prediction, I was like, I ah, against Chiefs has to win this because of they, they didn't win against Stelis because of uh, certain aspects of the game, you know. And and they played against Stellies. Stellies not far away uh from uh Barocca in terms of how they play. They, they they play on transition. Barocca is very quick, they'll never, you know, kill you with ball position, but once you lose the ball, they're very, very dangerous. And it's something that I saw. And uh, look at look at look at look at how they 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 found space just behind your matohos with ease, because of the speed that they had. Yeah, you know, and 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 also it's 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 what's important as well is look when you play against a team that relies on transition, relies on speed, you've got one thing to do as a team, keep the ball, protect the ball, because. These guys are only going to be dangerous when they when you lose the ball. So therefore, you need to find you need to understand the areas where you at when you lose the ball. You know the type of danger that you have. Your rest defense always should be alert. And with Chiefs, look man, look at the goal they conceded from from the goalkeeper, my friend. They one <laughs> ball up, strikers flick behind the defense goal. You can't be conceding goals like that because you can see the ball three to four meters, 40, 40 yards away. It's coming. You need to, by then, then, then you need to smell the danger. Then you need to be alert, you know, and, and, and those are the type of things that the coach can coach. Mm.
1: And, and, you know? and it's, it's, it's funny you mentioned that. Actually, come to think of it, and we will get to this uh, shortly with the, with the derby preview, but that's the type of goal that they should be very terrified when it comes to Pirates because you, you mentioned last week they play on the break very quick. So if you can't track that ball uh, coming from defense to attack that fast, you're in trouble against a team like like the Buccaneers. Um but we will we will get there very shortly. Real quick, uh last night's crazy game. If you were watching that match, you might have thought Leopards had the chance to to actually hand sundowns their first league defeat of this campaign. But no, uh there's a phrase that that an American <laughs> sportscaster once used that I love, which is uh snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Uh basically when you have every opportunity to win, everything on the plate, you have a you have a lead against sundowns. They get a red card. Sure they equalized just before that, but they get a red card. And still you somehow let that point slip. It would have been the it would have been the result of the season for Leopards. Mm. But unfortunately, they fall. Shalulile comes back. And we can't be mad at the results. It is what it is. Like, Leopards had the chance. They let it go. What was your reaction to, to, to this one, Sean?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, any team to get three points uh, to, in Toyondo is a hell of a feat. But, you know, so at the end of the season, the coaches will be looking back. And they'll be looking at the results. And it's, it's these grinds. It's these 2-1 victories away. Um, again, You know, these horrible trips that you do to Toyo and to Vendo, which is, Teco knows, I know it's it's the worst trip of the season. Those are the results that win you the league. Mm-hmm. And this is what separates Sundowns from the rest of the teams, are, are results like this. Shalilija was absolutely phenomenal. Um, great signing. It's... Uh, and that's all I can say. I mean, this is, this is what sundowns are about.
1: Teko, mm. what, was, what was your reaction? I mean, Shalulile's performance, it genuinely looks like he had extra in the tank compared to other people on that pitch last night.
2: No, Shalili, uh, Shalulile, my friend, I think he, he went to uh, Toyendo Jogi. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he traveled. But that boy doesn't get tired for some reason. Um, but I think that's his quality you know he he he, he possesses a different quality than uh, most of the players on the team and that 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 helps you know relieve the stress of the team because um look we understand i understand as well that how um sundowns came back to win the to win the game but um black leopards played very well you know the certain patches of the game where i thought sundowns are going to lose you know um they 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 were getting to goal scoring areas. Uh, Onyango pulled a couple of saves, and there were, there were, there was a problem at the centre back. After that, you know, um, even before even before the red card. If you look at the red card, that was a clear goal scoring opportunity. You know, it's gonna be, um, I'm sure because it was, it, I don't know, maybe Onyango might have pulled a save, but it was a clear goal scoring opportunity. And uh, because of that, you see the result. I mean, you see the the reason why the foul was cost because it was. You know, Black Leopards found it very easy to get behind uh, Mamelodi Sundowns' defence, and uh, and with that, they still continued. Still, you know, they found chances, and and I, for me, I feel like there were certain subs that, besides the injuries, the certain subs that uh, Black Leopards did that affected the game negatively, because then uh, Mamelodi Sundowns put on their subs, and then they the reason why they put on their subs is because uh, Leopards was dominating the midfield; they were, they were just bypassing the midfield. You know, it was it was a problem for my Sundowns to contain that, but yet again, Mamelodi Sundowns started pressing. You know, black leopards. But you could see the intention. You know, what I liked about Sundowns was the mentality of we're not gonna settle for a draw. We turn men down. We're not gonna settle for a draw. We're gonna try and win this game. You know, they started creating chances. You know, and uh, with Cerezo, you know, he nearly won them the game. But yet again. You know, um Shalilu was there. And Shalilo never stopped running. Never stopped running. You know, for me as as the Black Clippers, is you 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 you're playing against a team that is ten men down. You wanna win you wanna win the game. You feel like you wanna win the game. The game tells you that you're in a position to win the game. Why are you slaving four defenders at the back four? Mm. You know, um, um, for me, it's it's just that it's different types of coaching, different types of seeing the game. For me, is you can see there's a problem with at, um, at, at Sundowns' defense for the fact that they took Limpokakana to put him as a centre back, mm-hmm. put him as a second mm-hmm. striker, my friend. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, put a th- you know always have those those extra numbers of threats. because Sundowns at some point they were just kicking the ball forward because of the pressure that was there, but but also the fighting spirit of Sundance. It comes back to how how to win. You know exactly that sometimes you need to grind the results. You don't have to play well. And 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 because of it, the DNA and the system says that you know every game is important, every 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 three points is important. We're not going to settle for a draw unless we have to. And yesterday's game, I think it was a game to uh, for Mamelodi Sundowns to lose, and uh, then they snatched it at the end. You know, they they with with uh, you know the way that they scored. I mean, four defenders still against two. And for me is I've still I've I've said this so many times against uh for uh when I speak about black leopards. Black leopards they don't have the defense. They don't have the defense. And I think it's a problem that any coach that gets to black leopards is because of that. They're conceding goals every f***ing single game.
1: This is true. This is true. You know? Uh and and as, we, as we're as about to dive into the Soweto Derby preview, I just want to dive into some This Week in Football History.
2: Today, we remember
1: great moments from the past. We dive into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from This Week in Football History. Uh, so, this week, back in 1937, the very rare feat of all the home sides going undefeated in all 35 FA Cup and Football League matches took place. Don't ask me if and when that ever happened again. I definitely know, but don't ask me right now. Uh, (laughs) Back in 2002 this week, former FIFA World Player of the Year, George Ware, ended his 19-year international career as Liberia, bowed out of the African Cup of Nations. Another one of those situations where a great, cu- a great player comes from a country that's perhaps too small to compete at the highest level. I think uh, another guy like Obama Yang is a good example of that, where it's like, man... You know, as as good as you are, you're not gonna lead Liberia to an Afcon trophy. Um, and uh, sticking with Afcon this week, back in 2010, Egypt won the Cup of Nations w- with a record 19th consecutive unbeaten match in the tournament, a streak that they dated back to 2004. And just as I'm saying this, this is very rare. But I'm as I'm saying it, worst déjà vu. I'm pretty sure this time last year. <laughs> I had the exact same fact. Um, well, it is what it is.
0: It's possible, Slur. You're going crazy.
1: That's wild. Uh, that, it's it's funny because I I don't even have it in my mind that the car wash has been around that long, but it has. But right? it
0: has. Mm. It has, and we're we're going nowhere.
1: We move on to this uh, Soweto derby preview in the center of the of the. The Duma paper, it says, who's brave enough? Uh, so I want to ask you guys, who do you guys think will be the key factor in this derby? In the, in the paper, they're, they're talking about is Lorch the Trump card. Uh, will Ngobo steal the show? Uh, Nurkovich is back. Are you happy with Tyson in defense? Uh, we've spoken about these two sides, uh, but who do, you, who do you think is the key factor uh, come Saturday?
0: Look, look I'm, I'm going to give you my thoughts of the results as well. Um, I think any team that is coming up against Chiefs exactly like last season are going to single out Nukovic. That's just my opinion. Um, It's going to be a 1-1 draw, without a doubt. I'll put my house on it.
1: (laughs) you put the house on it? I'll put my house on (laughs) it. You have a child, (laughs) I'll
0: put my house on it.
1: Uh, uh, Looking at that uh, Paris defence, is there anybody who you think... Is up to the challenge. You think Tyson could put Nurkovic in his pocket? Look, I
0: think, yeah, I think the, the Paris defense is not where it should be. We spoke about it slightly earlier. Um, Niaza is not a right back, is he? So he's a central defender. He's playing right back. They're missing someone like Abel Mabasa, who's out injured. I've been very impressed with Sam. Don't get me wrong. He, I think he got in the score sheet as well during the week. Um, I like how he goes forward. But they're going to have to contain Nokovic. Whether Tyson is the man to do it, I don't know. He hasn't impressed me so far. Um, if Happy's up to the challenge, I think Jelly will be singled out to take him on. To be honest, uh, but yeah, I, I'm going for, and I, and I don't disagree with what the, what the fans are saying in terms of a launch. Could be, could this be his time to shine? He has shown promise in the the previous games for sure. We know he's a quality player and now it's time for him to step up to the plate. So I'm going to give a launch goal, Nukovic goal, 1-1 draw.
1: Ooh, very specific. I like that. All right. Teko, what, do you, what? who do you think will be the key factor here? Who do you think is going to show up on the day?
2: Hey, think <laughs> this one's tough, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd say, you know... Uh, I I'd say for me, KZ Chiefs uh I think a a would be the guy that will be for me um will be The difference. Um, the difference in terms of winning or losing the game. Uh looking at how KZ Chiefs defense is and looking looking at how Orlando Pirates attack. And they, they come with speed, they come with combination play. It's very difficult to defend against them. You have to work harder. And with, with, with Nukovic, it's, it's, it's just, there's no diversity in terms of how can the teams attack. Uh, it's just one way. You put a little bit of pressure there, they kick the ball to Nukovic. He has to do whatever he has to do to contain the ball and link up with the players. So that's a straightforward play. It's easy to defend that. You know, like KZ Chiefs from last season where Lebo Maniam will come in and create those goals where there's also another problem, which is karma on the other side, even though he wasn't scoring so many goals, but there were a lot of problems as well. So with KZ Chiefs, I think it's easy to defend uh, one person when there's no other threat somewhere else. So I, th- I think with the, with the Orlando Pirates' defense, I think they will be able to contain Noković. He might score, but they will be able to contain him. The, the, there's not going to be a battle on the midfield because we, we know Pirates has got better midfielders than Kids Chiefs. But I think it's going to be one of those games where it's 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 going to be like a long, boring can draw. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we it's, always, you know, when it comes to these sorts of derbies, it always feels like we, we predict
2: draws. Yeah. No. No, but but look at, look, at, look at the teams, how they play. I know for sure that Milano Paris will dominate the game. They'll dominate the ball because of the type of players that they have. But I know for a fact that because they don't have a striker, they don't have a threat up front, they will never get more opportunities to actually get there and be able to score goals. They might score maybe with via set-piece or, you know, one of those uh, uh, um, solo efforts. That's why we, we, we can say large, because we're expecting him to be, you know, taking on somebody or, you know, one of those brilliant moments. But other than that, with with derbies, it's 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 very rare to find a team goal. It's always about somebody, you know, showing up. One person showing up. It's, it's hardly a team shows up. That's how the dubbies are.
0: Slowly, let me let me let me just finish there. Sorry, but I I think if Pirates had Mangola, Pasa, Mabasa back. I think pirates uh, I would be pirates victory all the way but they don't so um, that's why I'm going for my draw
1: you know it is interesting that Deco picks Akbei as the difference maker because uh, if we rewind back to last season mm. uh, this fixture took place in Feb and it was of course Akbei's heroics uh, that that stole the show here he of course w- walked away with the man of the match yes, award, sir. as everybody was trying to say is it Gune or Akbei, and he kind of stamped his authority in that match specifically so hopefully they'll have another show out performance from Akbei. like Last year. Uh, another big fixture this weekend: Super Sports United versus Swallows as we go through the weekend predictions. Who do you see winning this one second versus third whoever wins if if, a, if one of them does win will draw level with sundowns um a draw sees them two points behind but a huge match here for both sides sean who do you see winning
0: yeah i i don't want to say a draw but i think it is going to be a draw so i'll, I'll pick one i think uh Teco said off air earlier um how super sports seem to not pitch up for the big events, or um, maybe not have too much big match temperament. This is a massive game. This is a six-pointer. Um, I think we're going to see an upset here. I think we're going to see a swallows win. Mm.
1: Swallows win. Interesting. Interesting. Teko, who do you see taking it?
2: Uh, I, w- I want swallows to win because uh, swallows, at least, it's one of those teams that brings uh, does they bring like good talking points into the league. You know, whenever they're doing well. And I think with, with how Solos plays, uh, it's not far off, especially in the midfield, how Supersport plays. Because so, so Solos, there's a lot of energy in the midfield. Supersport, yes, there is. But you're relying more on Bule to be more creative. And he's the guy that doesn't finish the games. You know, he's unpredictable. He shows up on one game and then he disappeared for two and then he comes back again. And he's very, very talented. But I think for me, Solos will win it. Um, but it's going to be a very interesting game. You know, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a battle of Hrobla uh, um, and that, that centre-back. I don't know what's his name. What's his name? I think it's Ngobo or something like that. Yes, yes. I think player. it's very, very good. It's very underrated, but it's very, very good. It's good on the ball. You know, Erieli is good as well. It reads the game very well. So I think it's going to be one of those tests. And if they could contain the speedy Shalulile, um, they 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 in for 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 a surprise because Prijobla, his movements are very smart are very calculative and and for me it will be one of those tests especially for for, for Swallows defense but I think for me every game I think the bigger the game I think Swallows grows and I think it's one of those games as well that will see Swallows you know stamping the authority and and actually winning the game.
1: And in the last fixture that we have to predict, Sundowns versus Chipper, I wonder what you guys are going to predict for this one. <laughs> Damn.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, convincing Sundowns win. I think they're yeah. on a roll from the, from the victory against Leopards. It'll be interesting to see if uh, uh, Anthony LaFour is allowed to play against Sundowns because I think he's on loan to Chipper. That'll um, be interesting. Yeah, but a convincing Sundowns win for me.
1: I need to, if we ever start selling merch. For the car wash, convincing Sundowns win has to be <laughs> yeah. one of the shakes that <laughs>
2: especially from Sean. <laughs>
1: yeah, Sean always convincing Sundowns. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm, I'm usually right, so I'm usually
1: right. See, yeah. What do you see happening in this
2: one? Nah, I, th- I think Sundowns will win. Uh, um They're playing against the side that yes, there's new energy in, but Sundowns know how to win, and I think. I think that this victory, yesterday's victory, uh, you know, uh, has bring back the belief because Sundance won like three games without a win. So this, this victory like bring, brought back the belief and and they're slowly getting their players back. Serrinho's coming back, you know, Kshon who saw him playing yesterday, but I think also they're going into this game having problems as well in the centre-back position. So that's gonna be a problem as well. They need to deploy somebody else to play in that position as well. You know, still Kutsi is out. They still, like, Sundance has so many players out. And, 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 and but because of um, how Sundance is, there's high expectations still. People don't care who's injured or not, Sundance are expected to win. And I think the players understand that. But I'm not sure if the new players actually understand the position they're in. But I think playing against Chippa, I think it's a little bit easy, a little bit. It's not like you're going to play against Solano Pirates as well, where you're having a centre-back problem. So I think with Chippa, I think they might manage to do it, but it's going to be a Sundance victory, irrespective.
1: There we have it. Uh, There's a lot of other stories that I wanted to cover this week, but I think uh, we've obviously run out of time here. But, you know, I wanted to talk about Zimbabwe skating on thin ice. We can chat about that after the derby as well, I think. And then I wanted to talk about Khorbla and Gabuza league's newest deadliest duo we can also talk about that next week because we'll have seen them come up against Swallows a big test mm-hmm. uh, and also Shaba not being a part of Benny's Amazulu plans we might also see what happens with that story but it is growing there's the, insiders saying that he's not really fitting in with the team doesn't look like he's going to be at Isuzu very long wow. uh, so we will we will chat about that next week uh, because
2: yeah yep. I, I just hope on the, on, on the Shaba issue just hope it's not true mm. because this is this is this is what happens every season whenever there's a big player at the so-called small teams and he doesn't play there's always been this story that the coach does not like the player or vice versa they're fighting what i hope it's not true because this there's the same story that's been recycled over the years i just hope that uh, uh not playing because of uh maybe other reasons maybe you know the game that didn't demand, it demands other things that shaba doesn't have I hope correct correct he's still is still part of the plans for 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 amazul for for Amazooli because also with shaba being there you know it, it was easy for amazul as well to get other quality players to come into the team people don't understand when there's a certain player in this team it makes it easy for other players to want to go there and actually be part of that to actually play with them because of he's an inspiration within the team you know, he brings a positive energy into the team. So I just hope it's not true. If if it is true, I think they can handle it a little bit better than the way that they are handling it right now because of the sources. Somebody saying this, somebody saying that. I think yeah. they need to be handle because also. Shaba. If you respect Shaba, said, him as well, huh? Hey? I, I think Shaba also deserves some respect. There we, go. There we go. What he has done for South African football. So I just hope that if it is true, they need to handle it better. Yeah,
1: agreed. We'll definitely dive into it next week. Uh, We'll also be past the deadline day because the story itself kind of made it sound like Shaba might be going soon, but we haven't heard any whispers of any club chasing his signature or how much he would be valued for or if he would want to leave. We don't, we don't know a lot of stuff about this story, but we will dive into it next week. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a journey and a, a great way to take a, a journey is in a car. Wow, uh, <laughs> a guy who, who wow. features a car every week. Wow. Uh, Sean, what do we have this week? Thank you, Sue. Horrific intro, but thank you. <laughs> um,
0: this uh, this week, we look at um, Morocco Swallows goalkeeper Virgil Fries, who has a 2015 Audi S3. The 2015 Audi S3 brings high performance to the popular A3 lineup. It may not be a perfect road trip vehicle, but if you're looking for an engaging, compact electric sedan, the S3 is excellent. Just to look at some of the specs quickly, the engine is a two-liter Uh, turbocharged transmission is a seven C seven speed S-tronic sequential gearbox 18 inch alloy wheels and 0 to 105 seconds what we like about it it's fantastic and advanced interior the gearbox is very smart it's a great engine and superior levels of grip what we what we dislike is the price and the obvious gold gti and golf r which make um which i actually prefer to be honest anyway coming in at a staggering five hundred and eighty five thousand rand in 2015 it's a lot of money But I give it it an 8 out of 10. It's still a beautiful car.
1: All right. All right. I mean, you know, Virgil... He's, uh, he's going to be, be driving out to Chuané this weekend. So he has some nice, comfortable wheels to get there in. Right. One thing that he'll want in Chuané is some motivation <laughs> uh, when he takes on Hrabla. So uh,
0: do we have a quote of the week for him? We do. We spoke about this player earlier, Mr. Anthony Lefort. Chip United's new signing. He says, what you lack in talent can be made up with desire, hustle, and giving 100% all the time.
1: Very nice. You know, it's kind of like your career, Sean. It's like, (laughs) if you're not a good goalkeeper, as long as you push. Be great. Be great. (laughs) Be great in other areas. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But that is how we draw the show to a close. Uh, This has been episode number 61 of The Car Wash. Whether you've been listening to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Mahi Gang 96.7 FM's Game Time. Thank you very much for joining us on the show. I have been your host, Slu Paho. That has been Mr. Sean Roberts. Thank you, Slu. And that has been Mr. Teko Murise. Thank you, Mr. (laughs) Paho. And we will see you all same time, same place next week. Peace. Peace. (laughs) Mm -hmm. today is a great day for car wash yeah sure car wash (laughs) (laughs) this is the car wash and the SL podcast